Welcome to another episode of the Strategy Streamcast. My name is Lex Wilridge, and I'm here with my co-host, Dustin Thomas. Dustin, what's up, man? Not a lot, not a lot. Just got back from Heber Springs, so excited to chat about it, and um, yeah, see what's new. I'm excited to hear about it, man. And on this episode, we have our friend Caleb Luna. He's back with us. You probably remember him from a few episodes ago. Uh, we decided to keep him around. Let him pop up from time to time. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? I, pr- I appreciate you keeping me around, guys. We need him to lend some some brain power to this discussion we're about to have. Yeah, I'm excited. So as you mentioned, you went to Heber Springs this past weekend. What's Heber Springs? Why were you there? Tell us all about it. Okay, man. So Heber Springs is a town that myself or no one else has probably ever heard of. It's about an hour and 15 minutes outside of Little Rock, Arkansas. Um you know, now that I'm saying that, I really don't even know how Johannes found this deal. The guy we had on last week on the podcast came and talked about Airbnbs, short-term rentals, and how, um, like, what the appetite is for that market and the potential that it has. So he mentioned that he and I have started in on two deals together, and one of those is this Heber Springs deal. So we got a, a 15 unit that also has some commercial space. It has a commercial kitchen in it and a restaurant area. So we're thinking through on how do we lease that restaurant out and then how do we get uh, the Airbnb up and running, ready to go. Yeah, it's all really exciting stuff. I remember in last week's episode or two weeks ago's episode, Johanna said that he didn't want to mess with that at all. (laughs) The restaurant piece of it? Yeah. Yeah. So I, and I don't think he does. I don't think anything's changed there, man. I think he's, um, our intent right now is to lease out the commercial kitchen space. So we get the short term rental up and running on all cylinders, get the rooms rented out and we, we rent out and lease the commercial kitchen. So there's enough area there in the commercial kitchen in the back of it, but then we have a restaurant space and then there's space for a bar as well. So like think the entry level to the house could be like a little lobby area if you wanted. Over to the right could be a, a big bar or more seating for your restaurant. And then as you go to the back of the house, that's where your restaurant space and your kitchen is located. Man, there's several other rooms and like offices downstairs too that could be little other um, lounge areas, things like that. But uh, a ton of opportunity with the space, right? That's what I'm excited to talk about too is this would be a great venue. Um, for weddings or events too if you wanted a seating a restaurant area in one area and then um maybe a ballroom or dance floor and somewhere else like i think there's just a ton of potential we have outside areas too so we can put picnic tables up campfires whatever you're into hell yeah so when you went you went with an inspector how'd that go the inspection has come back great so far um there are some things we need to look into further um, but it didn't sound like anything was too concerning. He mentioned getting the foundation checked by a professional and then also the roof. We got to get the roof reinspected also, but I don't think there was anything alarming or too concerning for him. Well, that's always good, man. It's, it would be terrifying to be like, no, yeah. man, all this is just burn it down. It's shocking because like this house was built in 1882. I think the couple that's selling it has lived there forever. They're in there. Um, I think the gentleman's in his upper eighties right now incredible people though they were the nicest people i think i've ever met and eager to show us everything i don't even think they're excited about selling the place i think they know what potential the place has and from what i understand they were going to pull this off of the market and we happened to put an offer in like the week they were pulling it down oh wow so that they told me that themselves 
But it's, I mean, it's a it's a historic house, right? A, a, kind of a landmark, kind of in the, in that town. Heber Springs is a town of seven thousand people. It's very small, but they have a little downtown area that's that's cooler than some of the towns yeah. I've been in. Way bigger than it. You know, they have like your coffee shop. They have a, a movie theater right there, all within like two blocks over from this house, the Cartwright House. So they had a coffee shop, movie theater, a boutique store realtor store there's a bank in there i mean it's just like a really cool it's only a few blocks but everything they have is like right there the town is right by a lake greer's ferry lake i wish i'd had more time in the town this weekend to go check it out i don't know what all's offered out there or what it's known for but yep greer's ferry lake is one of the one of my favorite things in general are those small town downtowns i'm typically not a small town person even though i come from a small town my small town compared to this is a huge town but I love those downtown areas, man. And I, I would love to stay at a place that has that same vibe. Yeah, it's cool. I, I think the inspection report that came back confirmed that we're not going to have to do any real big structural things to it. I think the rehab will be expensive, though. It's over 3,000 square feet. We might not be knocking down any walls, but some of the walls, like you'll have drywall on one wall and then like this beaded paneling on some of the walls. But it's been painted, and and same with the the ceiling is like a panel tile, right? So it's just a bunch of squares on the ceiling, and it's just been um, re-screwed in in some spots where it started to droop down. So I think if we start to peel that stuff off and replace it with drywall, dude, there's no telling what we're gonna find behind it, right? We need to build a build a large contingency fund into this week there's some updating needed but just from what we've seen so far it looks like a, a great place anyways i know it's got some updating but it looks like it could be a, a pretty amazing amazing place with a little, little i think it has a lot of potential man i think that the people in the town are excited about us taking over and, and getting this place up to speed renting it out for short-term rentals and, and just making something like an attraction to this area of town i think they want to grow I hope they want to grow because it'd be cool to put something magnificent in there. We'll brainstorm some ideas here in a second on, on what we could do with the space. But our intent right now is like as long as we lease that kitchen space, if we can rent out the – if we can find partner with another restaurant or brewery or something like that who will take over the kitchen space, we should be able to rent that out for what mm -hmm. we pay for the entire mortgage, which would be nice. So anything we make on the short-term rentals yeah, that would, be nice. would just be profit. So uh, this is out of my wheelhouse, but, you know, do you have to completely renovate the whole thing before you start renting it out? Or could you do it in sections, like you have a section of the property available and ready and then still slowly work on the rest of it? Or is it something that you would want to do all together? I mean, I, yeah. I get the ups and downs of it. So in the best case scenario, right, we get to start on there's an outside wing of it that has the seven exterior mm -hmm. doors. There's seven units there. I hope that we triage that by yeah. prioritizing those. We get those up to speed. All of it needs a rehab. Like I wish there were some of it that we could rent out as is, but it's not up to Airbnb yeah. quality, like standards. So we got to do that. I would prioritize those exterior units, and then I would move to the mm -hmm. interior top seven units, and then downstairs from there. In the best case scenario, the people who come in and want this restaurant will own mm -hmm. the rehab for the kitchen. So there will be some updating that they need to do, like rearranging to it. And then we will need to build two public restrooms. There's a bathroom in there in the front of the house that can be used, but it's not it's not what I would call like public or 
commercial use. You know what I mean? We need two restrooms in the house, and there's not that currently. So we'll have some replumbing to do and getting the back part up to date. But I hope that that's going to be on the new restaurant owners to help yeah. coordinate some of that. But there's a huge yard right next to it, man. So like if we wanted to put some picnic tables, I mentioned the fire pits and stuff like that. If I could choose the path for this place, we'd partner with a brewery or a winery or something like that and distillery in the area and open up a second location. I don't, can we even say that? Yeah. If I could choose what we do, we would open up some kind of classic spot. We'd partner with a brewery or someone like that. I think that is going to be essential because mm-hmm. the cooler the spot is and like the environment, it will attract guests yeah. to this place. And when I think about if I'm going to go stay in an Airbnb outside yeah. of DC in some small town, no one's like, oh yeah, go stay at this one restaurant. You know, it has an Airbnb in it, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know. It'd be kind of, okay, yeah, I'll go stay there, I guess, if it's highly recommended. But it'd be a lot cooler to go stay at a brewery where it has like a cool environment, vibes, you know, your beanbag toss, your, your classic like, brewery or winery events and just the vibes man i think we could make it a classy spot yeah i like the sound of that and you talk we talked about it off air but the town it's a dry town i don't know if a lot of people out there listening even know what that means oh thank you for bringing that up yeah so it is a dry county i would not know what this means but i went to college in lubbock texas which was a dry county when i started college at texas tech it was terrible you have to drive outside of the county to go buy your beards it's 25 20 minute drive outside of the county to go buy beer. Yeah. And then by 10 PM you start running out of beer. So you got to drive back outside of the town. <laughs> exactly. You got to go get more. Which we never yeah. did because we would never drink and drive. It, that's what I'm saying. That's exactly right. You just had to do it. If we would have, that's what we would have had to do. This house has its liquor license and it's grandfathered in. The house was built in 1882 and I'm not sure at what point the liquor license came to be and with the, the property itself. But it used to be a restaurant. So they have the commercial kitchen and everything, the grease trap and everything already installed in the back. The liquor license is huge. I really want to capitalize on that. You know, I texted Jesse the other day yeah. and he mentioned you can do two things. He said you can kind of have a restaurant with a bar or you can be a bar like with food. And I really think like the brewery that serves food I agree. would be a unique value proposition that we could tap into. I think that would be the way to go. I think that would be the... Not easy, but easiest. Um, uh, like you said, not taking advantage of that being grandfathered in, and um, would just be, uh, you know, a waste of a waste of, a, of another revenue stream for this property. Yeah. Right now, yeah. Worst case scenario, we find someone to just lease it out, and we're completely hands off, and just get collecting rent from these people for the space. If we could find someone and partner with them. To where you know we can really cool. make this place part of our vision also would just be super be a cool thing to be a part of when i was in the service industry my talent was limited to just being a waiter but this would be a cool place to be a part of and i having a brewery yeah. i think or being part of a brewery would be really cool we can have our annual parties out that's what i said about the cheap river too we're gonna have an annual party in every location yeah. <laughs> every location but I mean, like you said, how you were describing it, it's not like we're going to go in and put in some yeah. crazy, hey, this is a dry town. We have a liquor license. So let's start a nightclub like a like a like a classy, like, you know, fire pits come in micro, you know, microbrewery, like just a, yeah, like a cool place, yeah, just a very chill, relaxing vibe, like nice place. I, I think that would be an excellent 
idea for that. We mentioned there was the um the area downstairs, right, that we would convert to like a two one, but it's right kind of in the lobby of this place. So you y'all tell me this: what do you do in the lobby space? Like when people are coming for the brewery and they're trying to open up the people's door right there that's in the two one because they think it's the bathroom because it's a short term rental and oh, yeah. going to be a commercial space. Just do some reconfiguring, man. Yeah. I don't know. There's an outside door to it. So we could make that priority and we could really wall off the inside door if we needed to. Yeah. That is probably what's going to need to happen. I, I tell you what, I, I'm uh, the, the program that you had mentioned to us, uh, to me earlier, um, when you were doing the, the, the rendering for rooms, I know that's four rooms, but I'm going to see if I can't maneuver that and do a full layout. Um, I would be a hundred percent down if we wanted to open up something like that out there to, to transfer to a hospital up there. And, and be up there and be a part of getting something like that running. A hundred percent, I would go. Public. Yeah, especially if it has a brewery in it. I, I honestly think we were talking about, um, for anybody out there listening, um, shout out Abilene. Um, one of the breweries we used to go to had, had a great layout that we were talking about. And um, when we were pulling this up, I just, I think it would fit perfectly on something like that. Yeah, man. Um, there's yeah. a little gazebo in the back. I don't know if y'all could see that from some of the shots or the videos that I shot out. There's a little gazebo back there that we could actually pivot, like swing around to be more in the yard. Um, unlimited potential. I think out the outside spots and then the indoor bar area, we could really turn it into something cool. We got to raise some money. We got to raise some money to um, to do that, especially if we wanted to be part of the of the operations on that, you know, and find people to partner with. We'll have to get yeah. some more promissory notes going. Yeah, I didn't even think about just like at worst case scenario, just leasing it out to someone. I mean, it's yeah. still pretty cool. Yeah, but how do how do the logistics work? Of like, it's on the same property, so if something goes wrong with them, I don't know. It just seems like logistical nightmare <laughs> territory. To be, yeah. yeah, it seems scary. I bet the insurance is probably pretty expensive because, yeah. and, and I don't know this for sure, right? And we we just close all of that fully on this on our podcast. But if you have a short term rental business. And you have people in like high traffic, like shared space, like that lobby is a common entryway yeah. and someone gets hurt in there. My dad mentioned this today. He, if yeah, someone gets hurt in that lobby, that's on the owners, right? Yeah. They could be a guest to the restaurant or the short term rental. So the insurance. Yeah. What the, if they work at the, what if they, what if they're working in the restaurant and they get hurt? Lex, I'm, yeah, man, exactly. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, are we going to have to pay these people's workmen comp? That's the stuff that pops in my head. Every business type like that has to get some kind of insurance for that? Like standard? Is yeah, that? I'm not. Yeah. This is new territory for me, man. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, me too. I'm... If you're doing it the right way, then the answer is yes. If you're cutting corners, I've, I've known places that do not do that. Yeah. They sort of patch it up themselves. We, we got some research to do. Yeah. And that's what I'm most excited about is looking into it. I think this. I think this one. There's there's a crazy amount of ideas and potentials. Um, which you know everything that um, Lex, you've posted um, several posts on this before. A lot of the stuff that Dustin has sent out, and that um, you know some of the guys that um, I follow on uh, social media. It's it's always um, be able to see what everybody else can't. Right. That's what you're looking for. So when everybody else sees something like, why would you do that? And then we're sitting here going wow, we can do this and we can do this and this is what we can change it into. You know, that's what you want to be able to see, right? So I feel like this has a lot of that in it, a lot of 
Not easy pass to get yeah. there, but I feel like we, we got a lot of people. Lex, you need to name your price on what it will cost for you to go spend a night in Abilene, Texas to go check out the mill and see what their vibes are like, and then go from there to Arkansas and check out Heber Springs. <laughs> price is going to be a little bit more Second <laughs> I'll cover the first one. It's just a few states over. It's a short name, drive. Name the price, man. I think it's worth checking out. It seems crazy to me, like in the position that we're in, not to consider trying to take advantage of the the space that's there uh, for the restaurant space specifically. Like, yeah, worst case, we're gonna mm-hmm. rent it out. We'll find a partner or someone to a uh, a restaurant owner who wants that space and, and make something of it. But man, it's exciting the thought of actually exploring it and, and having more of a vision to execute with that too mm-hmm. so. and why not and that's always my reasoning it's like why not try it if it doesn't work the, the other options are still yep. there you know what i mean the other option is you never tried it yeah you never knew you just might have wasted that time yeah. that you could have been making all that yeah. money and, and, ha- and be part of a cool project yeah it's you know it's I mean? a different business right <laughs> yeah. the, the founders of the, of the cartwright brewery i mean come on yeah. That'd be cool. What else? I mean, what other things pop in your mind and like going forward? So it's under contract right now. When does that close? What are the next so, steps? I think we are slated right now to close mid-November. We got to mm-hmm. line up. I, I met with the handyman out there this weekend, you know, who is, is available to start work in that, around that time frame too. I mean, it's just going to be a big rehab job, right? We're, we're talking – a few months. Mm-hmm. It's cosmetic work, but a lot of the, I called a lot of people for this job and no one's able to really start work in November. We're going to need like a crew out there. So yeah, I remember, and I imagine in a small town, it's smaller work pool to pull from. 100%. Yeah. Did they, yeah. how, how, I don't, I don't know how to judge it from, from like our, our town of, you know, Fritz and Borger, but are they, you know, this is how I judge towns. Do they have um, so, a Walmart, a Home Depot? That's a good gauge. Man. Yeah, if you have a Walmart and a Home Depot, you're decent. So there's the downtown area, right, mm-hmm. that I was mentioning with the four stores. And we're across the street from the park, so it looks kind of cool. It's what you would think of like a small town downtown. Yeah. If you go up the road to the right, less than a mile from this place, you have a Walmart. A target. They have oh, a target there. Yeah, which a target. Is, we're good, man. You would think, what's the bare minimum for a town to have a target, right? Like that's better than a mall in some towns. Yeah. So you would think they'd have to have at least fifty thousand people there. The town, the population is like seven thousand people. There's not a big demand for for tourists in this area. Mm-hmm. I think there's the lake which attracts people, but there's not many hotels at all. We need to Google this to to fact mm-hmm. check me. From our previous research, I don't believe there was a lot of hotels in the area. So, but they have, I, I mentioned a target. They have a lot of, they have a lot of stores to choose from, man. Like I was very impressed with, dude, this sounds dumb. I'm from a small town, but even like the gas stations, right? <laughs> Several gas stations. They have like all like new stores to go to. They got Ace Hardware. I, I think I, I was very impressed. I got to drop you all the link for the strip that I'm talking about. But because yeah. I, I sound like a fool. Man, that's in the town. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not that far off from, um, What's the major city next to it? <clears throat> so Little Rock is like an hour, though. Little Rock's like an hour. Um, Ooh, so it's fairly close to a major city, plus it's right right on a lake. So it's a small town, but it's... And I'm also wondering about the other small towns surrounding it. Like, do they have those things? Is this the hub that... You know, because there's like a hub 
in those sort of small town structures where one place has all the stuff and all the other small towns travel to to get the work done right. they need. You know what I mean? So what are the surrounding so, uh, towns looking town. like? Yeah, what are the surrounding towns looking like? So I think there is a college like five miles from there. I think it's a branch of like the Arkansas State University or something. But I don't know what, what it looks like as far as um, population and stuff like that. I think the potential's there. When you drive through the area that I mentioned a second ago, it does not look like a small town of, of 7,000 people. What are your points of focus going forward after mid-November hits? You've got a GC lined up. What's next? What are you worried about? I think my biggest fear would be not having a market for the rentals, right? We, we put, let's say we pour $100,000 into this rehab. We get this place. It's ready to go. And we have a restaurant there. Things are rocking and rolling. And we just don't have the traffic for the, the rentals. You know, because at that point it would be all for nothing. Like if if we don't have a cash flowing property, we don't have a business. So in my opinion, and I think that's part of the appeal to me about making it like a brewery or a winery or something like that is now it's an event space. It can be rented out for weddings, birthdays, quinceañeras or parties, whatever you want to call it. Um, It can be rented out for everything. It's an event space and it's also just like your short-term rental like now as a short-term rental you can also go stay at this brewery or whatever they decide to do with the space but i think it'd be very important that it is also an attraction whereas like oh yeah. you're like hey this really cool restaurant it doesn't necessarily like attract people to go there right like you're not gonna you're rarely gonna drive an hour to go chill at a uh, restaurant but I think that yeah. if it was a brewery and it was like it was a vibe, it was an experience, you're like, well, I can go drive an hour, enjoy myself, and then I can also stay here. That's a little bit different uh, tone to it. Well, like you said before, it, it's not a – Heber Springs isn't a Florida. It's not like an Austin. It's not like a Denver, Colorado. It's not a destination place for tourists, right? So you almost have to have some sort of uh, attraction to bring people in like it's sort of an added thing you know you, you say people aren't driving that far but there's a place that right, we talked about it off air that's about 20 minutes from me way way a little farther from austin about 45 minutes from austin people drive from austin to go to that all the time back in the small town that i say i'm from is like 100 100,000 people but there was this pizza place that was like an hour outside of town and people would go every weekend the people that we were in college with they would drive out there every weekend just to go to that place now imagine if you drive out there, you go to that place, you're drinking, you're having a great time, and then you're like, well, damn, now I don't want to drive an hour back. You pull up Airbnb and you're like, oh, man, we can stay here. Yeah. You know? Yep. You know, and as, as we're talking about, I know we're talking about the, the house and the, the attraction of the, the town itself. I'm just now looking online just um, just because, as we said, the town sits on a lake. Um, have you looked up and seen these um, images of the, the, not just the lake, but the rivers that run through that place and some of the attractions? They're nice, man. Um, is there a hospital near this place? There's a hospital near this place. Oh, all right. <laughs> I, I mean, for me, especially, you know, traveling, uh, being a travel nurse and you can go to, you know, Vermont and Virginia, I love the outdoors, anything like this. Some of this place, um, these places look, look pretty amazing. So, yeah, I mean, I heard that. You hated this new apartment that you locked down in San Antonio, man. And if you're looking for a reason to go sublease that place and move, check out Arkansas. Yeah, I've always, you know, I've heard of Heber Springs since I was a kid. You know what I mean? So, yeah, this is a sign. In my head, it would be cool to have like this really cool location 
that people come from out of town to see. And this is like best case dream situation. People come, you know, drive 30 minutes, an hour to, to see this spot. They stay there. They have a great time. They tell everybody else about it. And then it makes everyone else in that town sort of like, damn, we kind of need to step it up. And then, you know, everybody is sort of on their game and then it sort of becomes... Gentrification. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> then we kick everybody out of town. They... <laughs> we get all yeah. new people. <laughs> and, and so, dude, it's funny. It's like, because we, we talked about this earlier, right? And we got into real estate and we a lot of the deals that we've had were... Um, we take places that are not in livable conditions mm-hmm. anyway. We, we The deals we've gotten from wholesalers and we've rehabbed them to be something nice and, you know, boost the value of the, the community, that area, and then that house. You know, we make it livable. And, it, you know, I kind of feel good about yeah, that, more right? More than livable. But that, then also – house in San Antonio. Yeah, oh, yeah. The, I drove my wife through the neighborhood when we were in San Antonio and she was like, oh, no. Oh, no. No, no, no. Not <laughs> – we're not going to this house. And then we pulled up the house and she was like, oh, that's really nice. Dude, Caleb didn't want to leave his car outside of the house in Atlanta. We didn't even – he was looking out every single window as we were walking through this place like, oh, no, if someone looks at my car. Um, it, yeah, we have definitely – but I think like that's doing some yeah. good, right, when when you do that. But then there's the gentrification side of it that has a negative connotation sometimes is like, oh, yeah then you might force some people out of a home. And, and I would never want to do that. I think what we're doing is still within the realm of like what I can say. It is positive for the yeah. community. We would be doing them a service. And I think it Yeah, I agree. Good. I don't think with good conscience I could be one of those people that are like, sorry, got to go, buddy. But I say that until I start cashing checks. Yeah. <laughs> totally <laughs> right. yeah you, totally <laughs> like, yeah, I, I could never kick anyone out of their home. Wait, you said we'd make how much you money? Gotta go, All right, yeah, tell them to pack up. <laughs> oh, man. You know, you saw, you sent pictures to our group of, of the place, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I love everything that you're posting. You're a better photographer than you give yourself credit for. I wouldn't imagine that it was that small of a town. Cause that's pretty small. The population? But yeah, yeah. But the location from what you said, I was like, man, that looks cool. I would stay somewhere like that. Dude, dude, and, and I keep going see- back to like the, the location or the, the, you know, kitchen area. I keep thinking about like, how convenient would that be to be at a place and have a cool spot downstairs and like not have to go and search Google, like what the hell does Heber Springs even have to, <laughs> what do they have to do at nighttime? It's like, oh, this is the only spot. I'm here. And, and there's that really like large park right across the street from there too. It, it'd be one of those places like you just go to almost with no agenda. You know what I mean? You're like, hey, yeah, when I want to go downstairs, I can go grab a drink, whatever. Uh, we mentioned that yeah. it's one of the only towns that had or one of the only locations there that has a liquor license. So, you know. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second because that's wild. Yeah. The county's dry. Dry county. It's like a rare opportunity to have a grandfathered in liquor license. That's a cool yeah. thing. I'm skeptical too. Like it, it sounds too good to be true, right? But it, it's something we should definitely capitalize on. We have this cool bar and we all lived in Wichita Falls at some point in North Texas. And we have this cool bar that everyone would go to. It was downtown. Downtown there is not the nicest. And, but they had this bar, P2, that they had this grandfathered in deal. Where people can drink outside, they can drink in their cars, they can pull up and the the servers will come up to their car and bring them beer and food and everything. And it was, that was the appeal. It's like, oh, this is something that we can't get anywhere else. And that place stays packed all week, even though, you know, the crowd may be different now. But that place stays busy and they have loyal, devoted customers. 
And I think having that having that certain something that you can't get anywhere else, it's something you, you got to take advantage of. Yeah, for sure. That's a whole new territory. Just when I think I'm getting the grasp of like what we're doing, Dustin's like, "Oh, hey, what? Let's let's add a restaurant or a brewery in there." I'm like, well, okay, Dude, I know. Hey, let's do it. Johannes mentioned that he needs to be, you know, work on being able to like focus, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's me too. Like, I should, um, <laughs> uh, I should slow it down and be like oh hey let's let's get the let's get the short-term rental thing right and then we will focus on the other but 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 in that instant it would all it would really be you know not smart to not take advantage yeah it's not like you have a short-term rental property and you're trying to add on a commercial yeah or or apply for a license or something like that it comes with it and you have the space and and it's you know could be the only thing within a, a vicinity yeah, that's a different that's a different game altogether. So we usually wrap these episodes up talking about like what people listening can do to help you. And I want to ask you just off the wall. This is you know you said it's on under contract November. It's looking like it's going to close. If anybody's listening out there, what can they do to help this situation right now? What are the what are your pain points? What things could you use? I think if uh, someone knows of good contractors near Heber Springs or outside of Little Rock. Hit us up. Let us know. Um, if you want to invest in real estate and make, you know, maybe we'll do like a 10% promissory note or something like that. Uh, you know, that's putting our personal guarantee on the loaner. But yeah, I think we're going to be looking to raise money in, in all amount, in increments, you know, 5000 10000 up to whatever people can do. So yeah, that um, and, you know, putting it back on, on you guys, like, what do y'all think? Yeah. Caleb, how soon are you going to move there? We'll, we'll go there in a second. And then Lex, you're from the hospitality industry, brother. I what am. do we got to do? Yeah. How are we going to make this happen? This tickles my fancy, man. And so I, I fancy myself a problem solver and, you know, being in real estate and learned this whole year, I've been like learning. And so when a opportunity comes up to where I'm like, oh, I can get hands on with this and problem solve this myself. I'm like, okay, yeah, I need to, I need to get after that. And it's, it's, it's exciting. It seems like a challenge, but it also seems like, it's not that much of a challenge. It's, it doesn't seem impossible. You know what I mean? There's just, there's certain factors that we have to figure out, you know, even with the GC thing, like maybe we start making calls into those surrounding, you know, towns that we were talking about. Maybe it's a 15 minute drive from a contractor that uh, can bro, get out there. I felt like I, I called over 15 contractors. Right? I, I called so many people <laughs> for this, for me to be out there this weekend. Any Anybody yeah. who's oh. been on Google, who's on Google yeah. is... <laughs> Has been contact. Yeah. I was calling the local <laughs> hardware stores. I called a, a the the local Ace Hardware and I think one other one. And I was like, "Do y'all have business cards or a board or anywhere where people put their information? Let, just send me a picture of it. Yeah. Let me know." Got got a few con- had had the best luck doing that. You say there's people in the town that are excited. Maybe I don't know how we get in touch with people, like how we put feelers out there, but maybe they know some. You don't know, you know, there's contractors that are like, oh, yeah, I have a cousin over in the town over that does that. Let me give you his information. Like, you, you never know who you get from just yeah, networking. Dude, I mean, networking is how we stumble into this deal, right? It, it just, it's one new connection, which yeah. is great. Um, the broker who's, who's doing this deal for us is. Uh, pretty big in the restaurant industry too. I think that's part of it, what he does is he goes and finds restaurant owners to lease space out and helps like kind of consult for different businesses in the area too. So he's the right guy to know. Um, like me and the guy went out for drinks. He was awesome. Uh, 
really excited that he's the one brokering this deal because I think he's the right guy for the area. He's also the guy who's talking about, you know, there being some excitement in the town for what we're going to do with the place. And I hope that we can tap into some of the locals there and get build a network there, get to know them, but see what they want, right? Because this is their town and we, we want to help we want to help achieve their vision for it too. So Yeah, you don't want to put a, a smoothie king in the middle of that place and nobody wants to go there. Yeah. Juice land. We don't want a Jamba juice going on you know? <laughs> Yeah. There's also I forgot to mention this earlier. There's a the coin laundry thing. I saw them and it made me think of you, Lex, because I know you mentioned wanting to open up a laundromat, man. Yeah, this I'm might be too. the place for that too. We have a little little back it's not a shed, but like a separate area for the house. It has its own AC unit and some plumbing ran out there. But yeah, man, we can put a laundromat oh, in there. You could run the laundromat and the the kitchen. Oh yeah, Caleb will come up. I'm not moving out to Hebert Springs, but uh, I'm sure I can. Do, I'm sure I can do virtually. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. So if you guys are listening out there and you have any questions about real estate investing or things like that, I, this is something that I've been meaning to say on every episode. I. I I want you guys to shoot us a DM anywhere you guys follow us and, and, you know, kind of ask those questions. We don't have, you know, all the answers, but we can do a little bit of research, give you our insight on it. You know, in earlier episodes, we said, if you guys ever want to hit us up and join in on a meeting, let us know. We can get that going. We would love to get more interactive with the community and sort of build that network out that way. So definitely hit us up. Let us know what you think. If you have any ideas, about Heber Springs, about setting up a, a commercial kitchen, working with a brewery or winery or something like that, definitely hit us up and let us know. And that's all I got for this episode. Yeah, man. Thank you guys. Looking you guys? forward to hearing from you. How, how soon y'all are both able to go out there? <laughs> hey, we, we close in November. I can be out there in November, man. I can probably swing November too. Let's, let's, let's work on it. Let's plan it. Yeah. Caleb, thanks for coming on to the episode right. again. I know you're super tired. I appreciate it, guys. I appreciate it. All right. Y'all be good. We'll see you next week.